0: Yeah, let's welcome along our vet, Dr. Bob, Dr. Robert Stabler. Hello, how are you?
1: Good, thank you, Dave. Oh, uh, there's something on your head. I just wanted what to is mention it, it before. What? I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's not here. That it, left me ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sort of looks like a, a Christmas hat. It's a Santa I hat. Yeah. It is. Uh, just checking. This our Christmas show. I thought I'd get in the mood. Oh, okay. I noticed that you guys didn't. I'm sorry, I I didn't get the memo. Okay. But I am going to talk about boarding distress. So people going away. Yeah. What's the best thing to do with your animal? Should you leave it at home, get the neighbours to look after it, send it to a boarding kennel, someone else looking after it at their place? So many different options. Okay. And we've got Cheryl Shaw with us. Hello, Cheryl.
2: Hello.
0: Now, we like to get our photo taken. Yes. What about our animals? Do you think they like getting their photo taken?
2: Absolutely. As soon as I pull out my phone, my dogs start coming to see if I'm going to take a photo. <coughs> yes. But we will be talking with um, Ruth O'Leary today, and she is a pet, pe- pet photographer.
0: That's easy for you to say. Yes. Cheryl, you've got a special guest joining us now who likes to take photographs.
2: Yes. Are you there, Ruth? I am. How how are you? Very well. Thank you for coming on board. And you are a specialist pet photographer. And I believe yes. that you've been responsible for finding many dogs that haven't had a home a adopted family. And this must be very rewarding.
3: It is. I, I mean I'm not I'm not the sole person responsible, but I, I play a part in in helping them to get noticed and um it's been proven that a good photo can, can really um Catch the eye of a, a potential adopter, and yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I don't feel like it's a big deal to do it because it, it's something I enjoy. But um, I, I do, I do really feel rewarded for doing it as well.
0: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Each week here at um, Two and FM, we actually rehome, or we put up a photo to rehome any pet that we um, can try to encourage people to um, get interest in that photo. What yeah. makes a good image in your view? Uh, well, I,
3: it needs to be clear to start with, and um, in focus, and um, really it helps to really show the personality of the dog. And uh, there's there's a lot of factors. I, I like to show the size, the personality, and and have one where the dog is really engaging with the camera because if the eyes are looking straight out at you, then it's really gonna it's gonna catch your eye a lot better than and a dog was just looking elsewhere. Yes, yes. It's all in the
2: eyes. (laughs) Yeah, I believe that as well. And you've been uh, very involved in producing um, fundraising calendars and diaries, but you've just gone a little bit further and you've produced a very unique and beautiful coffee table book. Can you tell us a little bit about the the book? Yeah, well, actually,
3: the idea came from Caitlin Maloney in Melbourne. She did the first one called Tales of Melbourne. um, And then... When she was done, uh, a few of us got together and, and decided to do the rest of the cities with her permission. So I've just finished Sydney. i, I worked on it since last December, so it's been a, a massive project. Um, and Brisbane has just been released as well, and Perth is underway, and Adelaide came out on the year So it's, it's a big nationwide project featuring um, some of Australia's best photographers.
2: And this, these um, books that are being produced, they're not just showing dogs, they're showing like landmarks of the capital cities, aren't they? Yeah,
3: exactly, yeah. So, we, yeah, we've taken the dogs and we've put them in front of um, some the best, uh, most recognisable areas in, in our cities. And So, yeah, it's a, it's a bit more than just a photo book of dogs. And it also has a lot of the history of, of each area as well, and yeah, it's, um, it's it's pretty exciting. Mine actually just arrived today. so
2: Oh, very exciting.
3: <laughs> I, yeah, I'm surrounded by boxes. I'm practically trying to pack them all and send them in time for Christmas.
2: And what? So, um, wait, you're having a book launch. When's that? I am. It's this
3: Sunday. Um, there's a beautiful little um, dog-friendly cafe in the eastern suburbs called Queen's Park Shed, which is in Queen's Park itself. And the whole park itself is off-lead, but... Um, um, The cafe is dog friendly and has a lovely menu and they are it's a it's my book launch and it's also a little get together for people who've adopted from fetching dogs who's one of the rescues that I support. So and there's gonna be a Santa for pet photos and the book will be on sale, it'll be $20 off um, each copy bought, and everyone who buys a copy will go on a draw for a big hamper full of
2: goodies. And the, the sale of these books, I believe that you're going to give or you're trying to raise um, money for some charities. What's that all about?
3: Yeah, well, I've actually already raised and donated $8,000 from the, the project because um, people, um, half of their session fee was donated, and also 10% of any products they bought. I donated as well, so i 've already given over eight grand um, but the, the book sales will raise another um, hopefully two two grand um, which will be donated once they 're all sold
2: so. Oh, that 's really good helping other dogs <laughs> find little houses in in this book what um, how many pictures are there? Do you know offhand? Um,
3: hand there's, there's about four hundred fifty oh,
2: so lovely. yeah
3: it 's a block full of pictures mm. and there 's one
2: hundred and seventeen dogs
3: including my own four, who were by far the worst to photograph.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> you um, also do foster care as well, don't you?
3: Yes, I do. We ha- we have um, three puppies here at the moment, which I've had to ask my husband to take outside because they were screaming. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, do, we, do, we don't do it all that often, but um, when I'm not too busy, um, which I thought I wouldn't be coming up to Christmas, but I was wrong, and... Um, I, I yeah, we we take in puppies, and um, because we have four adult dogs of our own, so oh, wow. and three of who are foster fails.
2: <laughs> so, is is having so many dogs how you got started with photography? Um, no, actually, well,
3: I I, I did a degree in um, graphic design and photography many many years ago back in Ireland, and um, and then I was a graphic designer for a long time, but then when I moved here. And started adopting dogs. I was getting frustrated with the little point-and-shoot camera that I had, so I, I got myself a, a decent camera, and that's kind of when it started. So, um I, one of my own dogs just loved. He was just a complete ham, so that that really, it yeah. I, I was enjoying taking pictures of him, and I was also volunteering at a, a shelter where he came from, so I was helping take pictures of their dogs, and it, yeah, it all kind of started. Right
2: there. yeah and so you're one of australia's most sought-after pet photographers now it's amazing isn't it well good yeah. luck with the sales of um of your book the tales of sydney i'm thinking it should go on my christmas list i think it's a great gift idea <laughs> and um and it's really great knowing that you're also helping to um, support some of the rescue groups and um doing a great job well thank you so much for giving it a plug and giving me some time to talk about it okay all the best
3: Thanks, Jeff. Bye.
0: And talk to Heath, who joins us now from Swansea. Good afternoon. Good
3: afternoon, mate.
1: How are? I help you.
3: Yeah, mate, I was just ringing up to find out. My dog's going into a boarding kennel for the first time, and I was wondering how you prevent getting kennel cough and what, things like
1: that. The important thing is all, all kennels only accept animals that are fully vaccinated. There are a couple of different kennel cough vaccines. Um, some work within two or three days. Others take a bit longer, a week or two. But as long as your dog is um, fully vaccinated... The kennel tries to do everything right. They ask for a copy, of the, and so they cite the actual certificate from other people. Yeah. But it can be that your dog has put, picked something up in the last few days from off-lead areas or just walking in the street. So the the best thing is just, yeah, to um, make sure you check their kennels and see that they're going to use appropriate hygiene. And, and mostly dogs cope okay um, when they're at kennel. But, yeah, as long as they're healthy and, and happy and warn the, the kennel staff about what um, you know illnesses or or issues they have so they know what to look for and, and watch out for. Yeah, right. I
3: just had a dog once out of the pound, and he just got it from the pound real easy. I don't know what. I he, and he'd been vaccinated,
1: man. Yeah, sometimes a vaccine doesn't work. Same as in people, flu vaccines, all that sort of thing. Every person's individual immune response is different, and sometimes it's just not enough. So also in the pound... It's lots of other animals that are strays, not necessarily looked after, not necessarily vaccinated. So that's why it would have been caught from that situation.
0: If you'd like to give us a call on Pet Chat, the number is 49216216. You will get through straight away. Let's talk about that with boarding premises and businesses. Is there some rules and criteria that they must follow?
1: Yes, there is um, um, Acts of Parliament. Um, Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act, and there's regulations um, for various industries: pet shops, grooming, um, kennels, uh, catteries. Everything has to be done according to, yeah, some you know pretty strict rules. Partly to keep um, the animals safe, to keep the people safe. And for people to trust those situations that they go to, so in in kennels when when animals go in, mostly we think um, according to uh, scientific research, the actual cortisone adrenaline starts to rise over the first three to four days, and then they start to settle. The panic starts to platform plateau, sorry, and and they settle down and get used to the routine. Some animals come back as as people would know quite hoarse from barking and playing, having a good time. Sometimes um, they also might come back a th- bit thinner, partly because they've been running around more than they might have done at home. And the kennel staff do their best that they can to try and look after them. But there are other alternatives to, to actually sending animals away to the kennel as well. Okay. And that is our topic today. We're going to be talking about uh, boarding distress. Let's That's talk right. a little further about that. What are some of the concerns there? The big thing is that animals panic. They don't know what's happening. They're away from their home environment, from their people that they're used to, from their family. And so when they go to that strange place, they're on alert all the time. Unusual
0: surroundings. That's yeah. it, yeah.
1: And, and as we said before about hygiene, the, the kennel staff try and keep everything clean, but you just have to have one animal that's a bit sick, kennel cough, for example, that starts to cough up one end of the kennels. they might go and play with other dogs in the in the play pen, and then they bring that back and it just spreads through the whole area same as as um play groups and and school and things so um, now that my wife's in the library, she doesn't get quite as many um, bugs as from the kids because she's not quite as close. There's a table or a book between them. But it is that, yeah, you're you're watching the animal. The kennel staff are trained in looking for the signs of disease or mental health issues. So they're looking for um, circling. Some animals go a bit kennel crazy. They might bounce from one wall to the other, spin in tight circles. And if that's so, then they take them out, give them a bit more attention. And there's always the story of the... Um, the boarding kennel owner or whatever, having the the, the little um, small white fluffy or in fact the great dane, whichever is just not coping, and they have it in their house with their animals because, in the kennels, it's just not quite quite happy. So so many different um, um, options these days. You know, mm. you can have them in at their own room with their own. Um, bed and all sorts of different things and decorations or just to the regular kennel. Now as you approach the boarding premises to board your your animal, is there expectations from them,
0: what information you have to provide them about your pet?
1: And that's the vaccination certificate. Ideally it's good also to worm your animal and to make sure it's um, flea and tick free, so make sure you keep the prevention up to date. Also a good idea to worm and and treat for fleas and ticks after they come home so that you know they haven't um, picked up Something there, or that they're not bringing something to the to the kennel and to the other animals. So it's just really important. It's about being careful and understanding what your animal might do. Take its favourite blanket and toy. Um They often like that familiar family aroma that helps them feel more comfortable. But there are other options of um yeah, various organisations or groups pet minding. Sometimes the neighbour looks after the animal. Providing you've got a good neighbour in the next door, it's not too bad. Just not a huge fan of, of, of people coming along for half an hour twice a day. Mm. What does the animal do for the rest of that time? Um, but there are some really good just about um, yeah um, people and animal matching services that are on the around these days where you um, go and have an interview with the person that might mind your animal and they check out the dog and see whether they would like it in their place for that week, couple of days. So there's so, just so many options. Say you've been away
0: from uh, your, your pet for, yep. say, a week or so. You've yep. let him board for a week or so while well, you've gone on holiday. Yep. When you come back and you bring the dog or, or, say, a dog back home with you, can you expect there will be some personality change? Will he be maybe, or the cat the dog, uh, be a little bit upset or withdrawn possibly?
1: Sorry, classic story is a, a Malamute that was sent away to be kennelled. um two to three days into their holiday overseas they had to actually come back because the Malamute tried to destroy the kennel it had never been boarded before it was older so it's always good to to get animals used to it when they're young and for two weeks when the Malamute came home it would not look at them they would put the food down (laughs) and it would just look away and go I still cannot believe that you tried to put me in a kennel and the body language, they said, was just, there was no doubts about what was happening. So some animals, two weeks is pretty long. Usually it's a day or so. Sometimes it's, oh, you're home. I, I never let me. I like, jump all over them and stuff. But most animals, if they're used to kenneling, they will actually be happy to go to the kennel. Daycare as well. You often see the dog keen to get into the truck and go off for a play. Um, and So it's just, yeah, treating them normally, same as you would with children. Some people like to stand at the at the school fence and say, oh no, my, my last child's going into school and, and they're crying and everything. Other people, yep, good, yep. <laughs> Off you go, teachers look after you. So every animal, every person is different in how they handle it. So the more calm you are, the more relaxed you are. Hopefully the animal remembers that and that's the same when you get home. Keith is with me from Greta. I bet it's hot in greeter Keith.
0: It is a bit hot in,
4: right? Yeah.
1: Tell us what you would like to talk to Dr. Bob about.
4: Um, uh. Look, I've got a dog, I think it's got a bit of mange, anything you can
1: treat it with. Whereabouts is the skin loss? Uh, On the tail? Mostly around the tail or the rump, it's going to be a flea type issue, so make sure you upgrade your flea and tick prevention, Um, something that actually kills the adult as well as the larvae and the egg stage, so it needs to be, yeah, one of the, the unfortunately more expensive... Um, treatments. The other thing is to make sure you spray the fences in the yard, around the yard, so they're not getting it from other animals. Or if you get back from going to the park, that yeah, just give a quick check over the animal to get rid of any fleas that might be there. And especially this time of year, looking for ticks, 80% of ticks are going to be towards the head and shoulders because they go up towards the carbon dioxide oh, around right. the mouth and nose. But if it is losing hair around its tail, it's going to be more likely to be flea um, problems. Mange is a little mite that lives under skin. It is a bit sort of more uh, breed-specific in some of the breeds that, that, that it uh, attacks or they get problems from it and lose hair. It's usually around the face, front legs too. So.
4: Oh, right-o, all right
1: alright yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so what sort of a dog is it, Keith? It's uh, a Staffy. Yep. So, um, yeah, I'd certainly um, check up on the fleas um, control that you're using. Flea powders, collars, um, washes—not too bad, but they usually only treat the adult stage. For every single adult, you've got a million larvae that are in the environment. Uh, if, right, eh? if the dog's inside, you need to vacuum the carpet more regularly, no. especially in the spots where the animal sleeps. No.
4: What sort of stuff do you use to spray your yard with that?
1: Uh, just you have know, the outdoor sprays that kill flies and that sort of stuff just along the fence line. Um, for example, some people have um, people with dogs or cats next door and they don't treat their animals. Uh, the, the neighbours don't treat the animals, and so their dog picks it up from the neighbours. So just, yeah, spray around the fence line, the borderline, so that's reducing that uh, potential to come in from outside. But just walking along the street, same as walking to a house that's been unoccupied for a long time, it actually, yeah, you walk in and all the fleas have been lying in like a suspended state of animation. They go, ah! <laughs> and they uh, jump on your that. legs and eat you alive. So... But, yeah, if it's around the butt-tail base, you need to use something stronger, like one of the newer um, once-a-month tablets or um, spot-ons on the back of the neck. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Keith. Well, you well, have a great thanks. day. Stay thank cool out there. Thank you very much. There. You have
0: a wonderful day. You're yes. on, Keithy. Take Christmas. care. Have a good Christmas.
1: Now, Cheryl, we also
0: have a Pet Rescue Animal of the Week.
2: We do, and you need to have a look at this one because, like we were talking before, it's got gorgeous eyes. So this is Sooty, and we've actually tried to home Sooty before, but um, he's a male cattle cross Um, Staffy. He's about one year old and he's got a lot of energy, so he's quite happy to entertain himself and he likes to chew on ropes and toys. He's a beautiful nature dog and he loves being outside playing. Sooty is looking for a home that has a big yard because he loves running around. He's a very social dog, but he does um, would do really well with having a doggy friend companion. If you'd like to meet Sooty, um, you can contact his foster carer, Alice, on 404 120681, or you can go uh, to look at his full profile. You can go to www.dogrescuenewcastle.com.au. Fees, fees do apply, but you can also have a look on the Two on your RFM website and have a look at Sooty. He may okay. be your Christmas dog.
0: All the details there, and a handsome-looking dog, too, in that photo. Very nice. Very nice. That's a good one. Now, our topic today, we're having a chat to Dr. Bob about, is boarding distress, and you've spoken a little bit about this already. I was thinking of going the other side of the coin. If you're going away and you take your dog with you, again, taking it to different surroundings and a different environment, is there any tips you can give us on
1: that? Again, it will depend on the personality of the animal, Um, so the more anxious the animal is, I have some people that take their dog away, the dog will not wee or poo or drink any water on the 10, 12 hour trip, Uh, so that's a real sign that the animal is really uptight and tense about things. But once you settle into the new place, it seems to settle down. And, and the big thing is, if you're there with the animal, you take some familiar toys, security blanket, um, in a cat, their familiar um, crate, kennel, um, little cat caboodle or whatever. So they've got their, their um, familiar things that keep them happy. The other really important thing is, um, and I think Cheryl said to, uh, reminded me off, off air as well, make sure the, the uh, animal has a, an up-to-date address tag with a phone number on it. And make sure your microchip details are up to date on the companion animal register, because if you do, the dog does run away or the cat runs away, you've, yeah, they can contact you. Mobile number, email address, really important to keep current. So, if, if you're taking the dog with you, is the uh, uh, transporting them in a crate with you an option? Is that a? It's usually best to have them in a secure place, so that especially in the travel, they feel more secure, they feel more um, confined and contained. Um, security blankets I said rub hands and feet on that there is adaptal which is a dog pheromone that helps them to be more relaxed reduces car sickness and for cats feel away is is a spray as well that helps them to be a little bit more settled maintain similar routines you are spending more time with them so they are going to be happier Again, with people that go away in caravans and things, they can because they're going from one van park they then move on after a few days to the next one. That can be a bit distressing. If the animal gets used to it, it's good. Again, if you can get them used to it while they're younger, it is a bit better. Um, The difficulty is if they're going out, is the animal safe and secure and happy in the van without them there? So they need to practice that a little bit at home before they leave so in the van the dog can sit and be happy so feed it in there um, soft toys radio on the station that you love of course and helping them to feel more relaxed and settled Um, and just being careful of diet and watching what the animals are eating take them for a wander around um, on lead for a dog uh, around the local area where you're going to be so they can actually use their gps to relocate where they are
0: Okay, there are some great tips for you. Now we're taking your calls on 49216216. Lynn joins us now from Adamstown Heights. Good afternoon.
4: Hello.
1: How can how can we help you today, Lynn?
4: I have inherited my parents' cat after they passed away. She's yep. about 12 years old now. Yep. Unfortunately, she's always been kept inside, which is a good thing because I live on the highway. Um, I've always taken her out into the yard and as long as she's with me, she's fine. But I ended up in hospital in July and August, and other people were just going in to feed her. Yep. And she got out, and she was pulling her hair out when they were going in to feed her, and they were worried about her. But they thought, oh, she's just stressing because well, I'm not there. Correct. Um, I found her now. She's come back home, and she's got, like... <laughs> Virtually no hair on the back of her at all. And like pinpricks of blood. Yep. Um, she's obviously been fed um, by someone. Yes. Um, she's come home and, and I, I don't know whether to take her to the vet or... Def- I've tried treating her with... Um, I've done the flea thing.
1: Yeah, definitely take her down to the vet, Lynn. She needs to have a good checkover to make sure there's no underlying issues, especially at 12 years of age. She's going to have some kidney issues. She's going to have arthritis. We need to relieve some of those um, underlying pain things. Now that she's back home, keep her inside. I think um, personally that animals, cats especially, that are kept inside, doubles their lifespan. They're not getting out, getting into trouble. It is going to be stress initially, the hair loss she licks and over-grooms when you're not there, the change in routine, change in familiar people and, and things that are happening. Now that she's back, it will take time for her to settle back into the new routine, but it will be she's much happier. At 12, there will be some dementia issues as well. So, yeah, definitely best to get her down to the vet to get them to give a good general health check and to give you some advice on diet and care, may need some antibiotics for the skin and flea control, that sort of thing. So hopefully she'll pick up a little bit before Christmas, another few weeks to go.
0: All right, thank you so much for your call today Lynn we hope that helps you out there and uh, to all our callers this year, thank you for being a big part of the program, it's not much of a program without your input and your questions to our vets that we have we've had uh, a wonderful time again this year, thank you for being a part
1: of it Dr Bob Just wonderful, I love love the people's calls and I just love interacting and and so often it's challenging, you know, they always ask it from a different direction, you go hmm, haven't really thought about that but going back to basics, I think I can answer that question And
0: Cheryl, it's been a great year with you you this year and your input, thank you so much. Thank
2: you Dave, I've been enjoyed it. It's yeah, been
0: great. We'll look forward to 2017 when you rejoin us again from February. Have a great holiday. Okay, you too. Thank you so much. That is our pet chat and we thank you as again, as I say, for your support during this year. You've had a great year with that.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2 nurfm at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business, and travel. You'll find them all at 2 nurfmcom